Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from Ari Season and Bachelor in Paradise. She never texts and drives because she can't drive. It's Jacqueline Trumbull. Hey. Yeah. It's actually a huge, huge problem in my life. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm so tired. I thought- yeah, you just got to Vietnam. Yeah. Uh- Three hours of travel turned into eight hours of travel, and we definitely Ugh. thought the plane was going to crash at one point. So, but my uh, my friend was like eating clonopin, um, and yeah, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> so where so where in Vietnam are you now? I'm in Ho Chi Minh City, which is the same thing as as Saigon. And how long are you there for? Only only t- like tomorrow and the next day, and then we go to Cambodia after that. Um, which sucks because Vietnam is a place that I really wanted to spend a lot of time in. But um, my friend Sean has uh, like work and connections in Thailand and Cambodia. So we needed to spend the most time in those two places. Well, <laughs> I guess do what you can, right? Do uh, take a tuk-tuk ride. I love tuk-tuks, I man. Know. We've been, I mean, we've been partying with the, with the Thai cops, which is the most amusing thing. <laughs> They're like big partiers, so. <laughs> oh, man. They took us to this crazy club with like this huge stage and all of these Thai bands were playing. Um, it's very funny. And uh, they're honestly, I, everybody says this about foreign countries and it's always kind of annoying, but I genuinely mean this, that Thai people are the nicest people I've ever met in my whole life. I don't know if it's because it's a Buddhist country or what, but they are exceptionally kind and generous and sweet. Yeah. So it's been great. They, they don't yes. let you pay for anything either. Um, so we have to like leap on checks and, you know, try to pay back any way we can. But anyway, I got to pet some elephants and went 20 miles trekking in the jungle and now my legs are all messed up and partying with police (laughs) pretty unique experience (laughs) that sounds amazing Mm -hmm. yeah more fun i had i had a fun weekend what'd you do i went to denver i went to denver for a tv festival and i interviewed um jordan and jojo so stay tuned yeah i saw that okay stay tuned stay tuned for that they were promoting a a cnbc show that they're doing so that'll be that'll be coming, but uh, Denver mm-hmm. is no Southeast Asia. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've never been to Denver actually. It's cool. Yeah, cool yeah. city. I think every single person I've ever met from Colorado is super nice. So it's got that going. Yeah. For it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, enough. Enough about us. <laughs> Let's talk about Hannah and the boys. Let's do it. This week they went to Latvia to try to get a fresh start after all the Luke fuel drama in Scotland. And it worked for a while. Hannah had a nice naked bungee jumping date with Garrett and a sauna date with Pilot Peter and an easy group date. You know, it seemed like it was a fun time, uh, but it only got marred by Luke getting possessive of Hannah's body. Uh, She tried to talk to him about that later on, but about his comments during that date. And uh, he was like, I never said that. But if you play the tape back, (laughs) he said it. But then she gave him a rose. So that leads me to my first question. How do you think Hannah did this week? I thought she did perfectly fine. Um, I don't, I mean, this episode was pretty smooth most of the way through, except at the end during her confrontation with Luke. So it's, you know, it wasn't like a week that where Hannah had to be good at something. She just kind of had to have a good time, which is what she did. Um, but I always think she's great. So I guess I would say she did a good job. How did you think she did? I think it's very interesting watching Hannah try to deal with Luke because Everyone from the outside is can 
is like, what are you doing? This guy's terrible. Why are you <laughs> investing in this? Like, what what are you still seeing? Why are you holding on to this? And uh, right. And I think people can relate to that. Right. Yeah. A lot of people have been in have been drawn to someone or like in a relationship with somebody who was, you know, who treated them, you know, poorly, but they could not let it go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I thought Dustin had a very interesting line in the episode. It was he was exiting and he said, I think I think he said, I think Hannah's already in love with him. Otherwise, he wouldn't be here. It was just everybody else is focusing on, you know, Luke's character and how he's pulled the wool over her eyes and how, like, I don't know, he's tricked his way into being here. And Dustin, I think, has it much simpler than that, which is, you know, feelings work in mysterious ways and she's got them. So she's she's already she she can she can see who he is, maybe, but she's just already sucked in. And so it's too hard to to give up on. Yeah. Right. As she said, I'm either falling in love with Luke or he's making me crazy. That's what she said at the end. I also thought Um, it was very funny, though, that she, she, when she gave him the rose, she was like, I I can see goodness in you. I know it's there. Like, Hannah, you shouldn't have to try (laughs) to see the goodness in someone, especially this early on, you know, and want to be with them. Like, that, that should be much more obvious than having to, you know, mine for it so i thought that was amusing if you have to say that line it's it's a bad idea to keep someone yeah yeah it's it's just you know as someone who is not like luke i I can tell i can say i am not like luke Uh uh-huh and uh i just don't i just don't get it you know her attraction to him yeah yeah i i mean the thing is is that i'm luke is so not my type that I try to like I try to just look at it really objectively, um, but I think you know a lot of times volatility is mistaken with epic love and you know greatness and something that you're sh- striving for, and that's maybe part of it. He says a lot of big things that probably make the love feel epic. He he constantly talks about fighting for her and how it will be worth it in the end and how he'll never give up and. You know, I mean, she went into this saying she wanted a fierce, unconditional, whatever, love. And that's that's the language that he's using. He's very passionate, obviously. Um, and he, you know, he makes attempts to change. It's just that they're either vaguely manipulative, or in this case, blatantly manipulative, uh, this episode, or they're just like you can't change your whole self in a week. So he's just falling back into the person, like back into his personality um, while trying to sort of superficially change things around it. I don't know. I, I find Luke a super, super compelling villain because she it's the relationship is actually real. And I, and I mean, I said this last week, but both of them actually care about each other. And this, this season feels less produced to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's it. We'll talk more about Luke a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, because there was there was a lot, there was a lot of Luke, a lot of interesting stuff with Luke. But uh, Hannah, you got you got all these nice guys, and you got you keep it Luke. Oh man, even the guy the guys who got uh, the guys who got sent home, they seem we didn't. I mean, we didn't know them at all. These no. these men are lovely. I I liked both of like both of them how they went out. They were very mature. Um, yeah, Dylan is you know talking about 
how he hopes she finds compatibility with someone else. I mean, it seems, you know, he wore his scarlet suit. This was definitely his, I know I'm going home, you know, night. Yeah. Um, he seemed choked up, but that's, you know, you're saying goodbye to your best friend, your new best friends and your producers and the girl. And so there's a lot of reasons to be emotional. And he kept it very much about, he was very calm, very mature. And then Dustin also saying, obviously, I, I liked what he said about Luke. So they're all, they're all so great. I'm so jealous of the yeah. girls going to paradise this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, if I felt bad, right. Cause they, all of the, the uh, cocktail parties kept getting derailed. So they just didn't get a chance to talk to her, you know, like Luke mm-hmm. really, he really stole time from them. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, oh, <laughs> uh, well. So next question. Okay. How much do you love Tyler? Oh my God. I love him. He had such an amazing week. And the way it ended with that little clip of him wearing his sheer tight white pants that show just a little bit of ankle and then the loafers. And then, oh, he just looked so good. I love those pants. He wears them like every week. I like look forward to it. It's always at the ending of the episode. Um, he was he was great from beginning to end. He had the perfect attitude about her bungee jumping. I mean, it wasn't even what I loved about it is that it wasn't even something he had to like struggle with or get over. He was literally like Hannah's living her life. She's doing cool things. That's great. I respect her for it. Perfect. Tyler. Perfect. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He he doesn't speak in cliches as much as the others. I don't think. Right. No, he kind of invented his own in this episode. It was kind of it was kind of fun. Oh, what do you say? Just at the at the end where they were just talking, you know, because they keep they kept saying. So the theme of this episode was staying in your lane. Uh-huh. They said stay in your lane 50 million times. But <laughs> yeah. he was saying, what did he keep? He was like, you're walking or you're puffing your chest out. You're trying to be the big dog. Yeah. And they, then they kept saying, Puff, puffing your chest out and being the big dog. <laughs> yeah. While you stay in your own lane. I thought that that whole scene was actually very, very funny. That, that group confrontation. Because what they're finally doing is seeing some of the humor in it. They're just like, we can't change this guy. One moment I really yeah. loved. So Garrett, I kind of have mixed feelings about him, but he, I thought he was very funny this episode because he's so over Luke that he, his, his, he knows that his power now is mostly in silence, but he'll undercut him sometimes. So Luke will be like, I'm going to stay in my lane. And Garrett just goes, no, you won't. <laughs> it's like very deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. so good. It's like, I know you. I know you're not going to. <laughs> yeah. 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 And they're finally catching on. Like, we can't change this guy, you know? So let's just let's just enjoy each other. Yeah. But Tyler, yeah, Tyler did it all. He had the right attitude, good lines. He was funny. Huge fan of Tyler. Huge fan. Yeah. Oh, he's so hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and finally... Mm-hmm. Do you think naked bungee jumping is really a Latvian tradition? I don't know. I was wondering that. I mean, we could probably easily Google it. It doesn't seem like bungee jumping would be a tradition anywhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Just- it's it's a pretty modern invention, I think. <laughs> right. <laughs> they need it. You needed, uh, right, you need elastic to do bungee jumping, which is uh, probably something that was invented in the 40s, I would guess. <laughs> If not later. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and, like, it's not like it probably caught on in Latvia earlier than other places, you know? I mean, like, bungee jumping in Latvia probably... I mean, it doesn't have a huge tourism industry, right? So it probably happened, like, a little bit later. 
I don't know. It's just pretty funny. Yeah. And it wasn't off a cliff or anything. It was out of a tram. Right. So <laughs> right. I actually, I actually did Google it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and I went to, went to uh, romper.com. Shout out to romper.com. Um, <laughs> SEO game on point. <laughs> Is naked bungee jumping a Latvian thing? The Bachelorette featured another unique first date. And they did not answer the question Ugh. because it seems like it is an unanswerable question. There's no, I think, I think it is not. Yeah. I, I, I know they do it in New Zealand. They do naked uh, bungee jumping in New Zealand, they say. Do they? Um, okay. Yeah. So but that's a little different because it's colder. It's probably colder in Latvia than it is in New Zealand. Yeah. I there love that there's snow. It was snowing while they were doing this. Right. Right. They're, they're still cold. Next week, they'll, they'll be cold again. Just a whole season of cold. Um, in New Zealand? No, they're they're going to the Netherlands next next week. Oh, they're going to the Netherlands? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if Ari's going to come. I know. I don't know why we didn't go to the Netherlands on our season. That's so obvious. It would have been cool to like see Ari's home. Right, and you were in Europe, Paris. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, weird. Yeah, weird. Weird. I don't think naked bungee jumping is really a Latvian tradition. No, I would love to see the but casting it is now. hall though for getting those that couple to come on. If you want to show your wang on TV and like do something <laughs> terrifying at the same time and not get famous from it, <laughs> come be on The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> and they uh, they added in screams in post. They were like stock library screams. <laughs> it wasn't a Wilhelm. It wasn't a Wilhelm scream, but it was like one of those kinds of screams. <laughs> like I've heard it before. That's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going to take a break. Then we're going to talk specifically about the guys who got dates back after this. All right. We're back. We're going to talk about Garrett. How do you think Garrett did? I think Garrett did good. Yeah, I thought he did. All right. Um, I didn't I didn't learn much about him in this episode or at least on this date. I thought he had s- sort of an attractive energy about him I, that I can't quite place because, again, Garrett is also not really my type. Um, not I don't mean that physically, but I just like I don't know. I'm not. I'm usually drawn to much more animated men, but I kind of liked his calm, cool, uh, you know, dude energy. It's kind of hot. I thought that their their um, dinner time was essentially just spitting cliches at each other. I mean, I I probably could have counted them. It, it was just I. They didn't say anything in like a, a natural way. It felt very much like open your heart okay i'll open my heart let's oh you take a leap and then you learn to trust each other it was like you know we didn't hear i didn't get to know him at all through that so i thought he did fine but i didn't find it a super compelling date no it's hard to get invested in garrett because we know he's not you know going to be at the end of this i think he's going to finish fourth i think he i think i think because it would have been luke but i don't think luke is gonna i don't think luke's gonna make it all the way I think it's got to be next week. I think it's got to be next week. But uh, so Garrett kind of by default will will make it. Um, and also like his entire um, his narrative is not with Hannah. It's with Luke. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. It was interesting, though. She seemed to really like him. I, I you can tell. I, th- I mean, you can tell that he won't win because of how it's been edited. Like, you're right, his narrative is with Luke. But I'm not sure who will win 
which is kind of interesting. I mean, it yeah. seems like it's a three-way tie at this. Or f- no, it really seems like it's a four-way tie between Tyler, Peter, uh, who are the other people? Tyler, Peter, Jed, Jed, and is that it? Maybe. Well, and we thought it was Luke for a while, but I, it's, we know it's not Luke. Okay. Well, those three, those three are. Big. Yeah, I think it's a three. I think it's a three-man race at this point. Mm-hmm. Also, apparently, all of them are in love with her, which is kind of funny to me it used to be you save that for the hometowns and if you said it before then it was a little soon <laughs> now i the culture has shifted or something people are watching this show they're like okay top 10 that's when you're in love like the fact that garrett said he was falling in love with her he had his one-on-one date the same week that i had mine with ari and there's no way in hell i would have said i was falling in love with him Tia did, I guess, that early on, even earlier, but I don't know. Yeah, but Tia, Tia was doing a different, she was doing it differently than you were doing it. Yeah. <laughs> How do you think she was doing it? Well, she was, I mean, she was, she was very aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> All around. All around, very aggressive with Colton. Oh, yeah, true. I haven't thought about Tia in a long time. <laughs> well, I wonder if she has a boyfriend now, because she's not on, she's not on Paradise. Um, oh, she does have a boyfriend, yeah. So I saw a tweet about um, about this date. Okay. And we have, and it kind of goes with what we've talked about before with adrenaline dates. Okay. Um, Twitter user Kimberly Saltz tweeted, according to my mom, a psychiatrist, this is a good date because research shows the adrenaline uh, Hannah feels in the jump will transfer into arousal towards him. So go science. <laughs> um, it's science, so... Yeah. It was interesting because this date was not particularly sexy or um, sexual, you know? You know, like yeah. Like, they were very... It was just about, uh, yeah, more about it, like, straight up, like, fear adrenaline than, like, um, arousal adrenaline, you know? I know. I wonder how Garrett feels listening to her back being like, it wasn't sexual at all. At all, Luke. Not <laughs> sexual. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't, he wasn't, you know, they were naked, pressed up against each other, and they were not, they didn't kiss until, like, one brief peck right as they were about to go. Uh-huh. I think it was just too, probably just too, <laughs> they were like, if we start, like, kissing now, it's gonna, it's gonna turn into a different kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting, we're getting into TVMA territory if we, if we start getting too, uh yeah too rowdy here well it's hard for that to be too sexual when they're both clearly so uncomfortable and yeah i mean not just about the bungee jumping but about being naked on tv and in front of all of the producers and cameramen and everything like that that's pretty uncomfortable yeah right yeah um so i get that but right she did- that was not a cl- that was not a closed set no there were all kinds of latvian extras running around it was yeah i love watching the show and I'm just like, I dodged so many bullets. I got the only nerve wracking <laughs> thing I really had to do was wrestle Crystal. And that wasn't even real wrestling. It was pretend wrestling. It turned out to be really fun. But like if I had to go naked skydiving, I would have been very, very uncomfortable and scared. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I would not have liked this. I probably I may have like if I had been on this, I may have bowed out. Like, I can't really I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. Oh man, yeah. I I don't I don't like adrenaline in general. I I really hate that feeling. But it is true that afterwards, I mean, like even on my on my hike through the jungle, there were parts that there was no trail, and we were just like on a mountain 
um, and it was slippery and everything. And I was like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. But then afterwards, I was like, that's the greatest hike in the entire world. Like, I'm such a badass. So that's, I mean, it <laughs> is, it, those dates are so important. And I, I think in a way you have an advantage with them. And she did seem to really like him afterwards, but no thanks. Yeah, they seemed to really enjoy it after they did it, mm-hmm. while they were doing it. <laughs> Leading up to it and uh, the actual jump itself seemed terrifying. Yeah. But, uh, the, but then it seemed like uh, seemed nice. I don't know. The only thing I don't like about those dates is that it's always used as an excuse to just throw platitudes around. And it's always the same thing. Like the man was there to comfort the bachelorette mm. and show her how big and strong he is and how she can depend on him and rely on him. And I'm just like, I really want to see the episode where the man is just like squealing you know, like a baby and he's like peeing his pants. He's like, what are they going to do? Of course they're going to man up for lack of a better term. Um, it, it just seems like the bar is really, really low for them to comfort her. All they have to do is like give her a yeah. hug and say, do you trust me? And it's like, what does this have yeah. to do with trusting And like, what do you I'm need to trust Garrett for? You need to trust exactly the, the, the bungee operator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's who you're putting your trust in. Oh, that always bugs me. Do you trust me? Mm. <laughs> no, I don't know. All right, so let's let's move on to Pilot Peter. Okay. Who I don't know if you heard, but Pilot Peter is a pilot, and he loves being a pilot. <laughs> I know. I feel kind of bad that he's that. That's all we ever get to find out about him. It's just how much he this loves being a pilot. This is all the. This is all he has. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about being a pilot more than I talk about The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We did learn that he speaks Spanish. We didn't know I that. I know. How did we not know that? Where is his family from? What? That just And it, they pulled it out as if we were supposed to have known that, you know? Yeah. Like, he didn't explain my parents or my family is from wherever, he was just like, oh, yeah, there's this scene that my grandmother always relates to me. And suddenly it's in Spanish. I'm like, I don't have subtitles. I don't know what this is. It's very strange. <laughs> I think, you know, the thing about the pilot is that it's one of those jobs that's very easy to understand. Like, I know what a pilot does. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it easy to talk about. But the thing is, is that, like, how much is there really to talk about besides, like, I have a cool uniform and I get to go to some places and, like, sleep in the hotel by the airport it's an easy job to kind of market for yourself because like i know exactly what somebody is talking about when they say that they're a pilot and so it conjures this very distinct image so it's very easy to like attach that to yourself so that people will remember you and and it's like a good conversation opener but there isn't any depth to it and so i don't know why we keep harping on it at the same time um i also i was a little bit disappointed that the content of their of their date was basically just I struggle to open up. I'm trying to open up. It's difficult for me to open up because I got hurt in the past. Like, yes, I know. We've had this conversation 8,000 times on the show specifically. It's not like, it's like they cast for people who find it difficult to open up, but then obviously don't because they're on a TV show exposed to the entire world. It's just a kind of a strange, I don't know. I don't find it all that relatable. Like, what does it mean to open up? What are we even? What are we talking about when we say that? The Bachelor always harps on it. Like, do we talk about? Yeah. It's hard to let ourselves fall in love with someone, or it's it's hard to tell them things, or to reveal who we are, or it's hard to sexually open up. Like, what? It doesn't. I. 
what drives me crazy about these contestants, and I don't mean specifically on her season, just in general, is that they never peel back that layer. It's always just, here's a platitude, and then we're all supposed to know what that means. But I actually, I actually really don't know what they're saying when they say it's difficult for them to open up. And I really don't know what they're saying when they claim that now they're finally doing that. Because like, it's not evident to me what they're doing that's so different with her. Especially when they have so little time. Yeah, I think it means like it means like care about somebody else. I think that's what it means. You know, but but do you see the irony? Is that they have to go on a show where they where they idealize the person in order to care about them. Peter doesn't yeah. know Hannah well enough to equate this to other relationships and say that he cares about her more than other people. She's all in his imagination. I mean, that's. That's yeah. the point. That's what the show has to do in order for people to fall in love this quickly. So the irony of like I'm opening up for the first time is no, the best, the easiest way to make a closed off person fall in love is to just hand him his own imagination where he gets to feel safe in that and not actually have to invest much or have to confront Damn. reality. I don't know. Do you get what I mean? Kenny? Damn. I do get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> have we dated before you and I? No. <laughs> Are you are you a closed off person who needs to idealize in order to find in order to really care? What are you relating to right now? Yeah, idealizing people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think we all do that, especially New Yorkers. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, and I don't. I mean, I don't, I don't do it to a to a bachelorette <laughs> to a bachelorette <laughs> level. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought this. I mean, this seemed like it was a fun date. I don't know. I would like to hang out with some Lafians and get beaten with leaves and then make out in a sauna. That seemed like fun. It did seem like fun, um, except that I don't know the last time you were in a sauna, but I do not want to touch other people or feel additional. No, body you get heat. very, very sweaty. Very sweaty. Very, very, very hot sweaty. And very weak and and tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them. I mean, that could have been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they obviously like are very uh, attracted to each other, but I don't I don't know if they have a deeper connection. Yeah. And like, it doesn't seem, it seems like, um, yeah, Tyler and Jed are maybe a little more, um, you know, they're maybe more a little, a little emotionally simpatico with, with Hannah than Pilot Peter. For sure. I, um, I think it's, yeah, I think it's a tie between those two at the moment. Peter, I've always said, feels like the runner up to me because he is the quintessential safe safe person mm-hmm. his feelings are outsized for where he is with her but at the same time he's very he's earnest um i don't think that he is able to lie to her i mean at least in this stage he believes his feelings you can tell he's a really nice guy really really nice and the physical is there so he's it's probably one of those people where it's like everything on paper is there but the x factor is missing yeah which makes him a perfect runner-up and yeah. also very likely to get his heart just absolutely just gashed out against the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> a la Blake yeah. from Becca's season. So the connection is not there with Pilot Peter, but it does seem to be there with Jed, who had a s- interesting showing this episode. You know, he didn't he didn't get a date or anything like that, but he uh he did some weird stuff and do, do, have you so Jacqueline what I know you are you know living your life so do you know what's been going on with Jed no oh you haven't heard no I haven't heard anything oh well it came out 
that Jed had a girlfriend when he went on the show. <laughs> people, people magazine reported Jed had a girlfriend, you know, like the until the week he went on the show. Well, did he break up? And with it? Uh, it seemed like it was kind of, um, you know, he left it kind of open ended. He was like, yeah, we'll talk when I get back. And then he never did. He ghosted her. Oh, well, I wonder how did it say how long their relationship was? It was I think it was like a couple of months. It kind of seems like she was more invested in it than he was. I mean, obviously. Well, then why are we mad about this? We've had this conversation before. Yeah. If you just date someone for a couple months, you know, before you go on the show. I mean, he, he shouldn't have been committed to her, I guess. But like, honestly, if you'd rather go on the show than be with your girlfriend, then go on the show. That's OK. <laughs> they weren't engaged. Yeah. She showed this note that he wrote her that and it had like this very romantic note. It was like, meet me on the dock. Like it was like the notebook or something. <laughs> it was like, we'll meet on the dock. But then they never met on the dock. <laughs> they saw each other in Nashville and he was like, hey, what's up? And she was like, how come you never uh, you never got in touch with me when you got home? And he's like, I don't know. And then that was it. So I wonder how long she was on the dock for. <laughs> she was she's been waiting on the dock for five months. <laughs> uh, well, three months, whatever. Um, so that is the controversy around Jed. People are are very mad at him now that's outside of the show it will be i'm sure it will be a huge talking point um after the final rose or men tell all depending on where jed finishes yeah um in this episode jed went and played guitar in front of hannah's hotel yeah like did a little music video for himself and then she invited him in and he played an entire second song while laying in bed with her and then uh they made out um and this comes you know a couple of weeks after he admitted he went on the show to promote his music career yep. that's incredible that this just happened i i i, I was kind of surprised that the editors let that fly because i'm sure they, they also talked you know but i guess the him him playing that song was like the lead into their makeout scene where he said that he was in love with her but yeah exactly it felt very very calculated it was one of the most calculated calculated things I've ever seen on the show. <laughs> like the only like the only thing that comes to mind as being as calculated as that was Waboom. You remember Waboom? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Waboom was there to sell t-shirts. I know. He was. But the thing is, I mean, look, this is the only defense I'll give cuz I it did feel calculated. But most men have it in their heads that women like musicians. And so he's got this very obvious tool in his arsenal where he doesn't have to think too hard about how to seduce her, how to do something special for her. And so it's very easy to just like serenade her under her window. Then it's very easy to go upstairs and he's already got his guitar and for her to be like, sing me a song, you know? And so whatever, it, it, it probably at least had a double purpose. But I, I, I agree. The whole time I was thinking like, this is... Jed Jed is doing this for his music career, which is pretty funny. Right, especially because we want to believe that this guy is a uh, front runner. You know, or that's what we're we're still supposed to to believe that. Yeah, I'm very. We're still supposed to be invested in this guy. I'm very lukewarm on Jed because what I liked, I really liked him that first time when she was like hooking up with Luke or whatever, and he was super cool about it. Then after that, I thought he had almost no personality, but I liked who she was around him. And now, yeah, with this calculated stuff, it feels 
yeah, I mean, he, I'm just like, I don't really know who you are. I don't get what you're after. And you're not particularly interesting to watch. <laughs> so. And also, it seems unlikely that you will have a successful music career coming out of The Bachelorette. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard enough to do it on an actual musical show. Like, no, you don't name one person who won The Voice. You can't do it. <laughs> um, I can name a bunch of people who won American Idol, though. But that was 20 years ago. Oh, because, like, no one new has come out. That's cool. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was thinking about, like, if he went to Jacqueline's room, she'd be like, get no, get out. out of here. Yeah, leave. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear your stupid little song. Uh, really, Not impressed. I was literally uncomfortable watching it. That's how uncomfortable it makes when people play songs for me. <laughs> right, and and it's giving hope to all the boys with the guitars out there that she, she took his guitar away. And made out with him yeah, oh right God, after he finished the song. That's such a good point. This just perpetuates this. You know, when I do think it is hot for men to play some, no, there's a couple. There's a couple examples. I specifically do not like the guitar song played at me. I do like watching a man play piano, and he is very good at playing piano. Ah, uh, yes, he was good at piano. Also, in high school, there was this kid named Connor. Connor was in love with me. He was very hot but I never would have dated him. However, he played the fiddle and he couldn't read music. He just like did this by sound and he was quite good to my high school untrained ear. And I thought that was hot as shit. So if you can play the fiddle or the violin, (laughs) same instrument, I think, or the piano, that's all cool. Or if you're Duff McKagan playing the drums, that's also pretty hot. (laughs) (laughs) Duff McKagan plays bass. Oh my God, you're right. You know who I'm thinking of? So yeah, Duff plays bass, but then the guy, is it from Def Leppard who only has one arm, Rick Allen? He plays drums. Somehow those two images got crossed in my mind and all I can see is like 80s hair and then drummer. But then I remember when I went to Guns N' Roses concert, Duff looked so good still and he's like a thousand years old. So I just have him as like hot rock star in my head. But anyway, shout so out to Rick Allen, the one-armed of? drummer. I was thinking of Duff, but I oh, had yeah. him playing the, okay. the drums. Yeah. I actually, I went to uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year, Ooh. and Def Leppard got inducted. And the best moment of the whole night was when they, uh, you know, the, the tribute to Rick Allen. Yeah. Because it's extraordinary what that guy did. Yeah. He lost his arm and learned how to play drums again. He stayed in the band. So he was crying and I was crying. Aww. It was amazing. Yeah, that guy is such a baller. Anyway. Um. Anyway, <laughs> we're going to take a break. <laughs> we're going to come back with more Def Leppard talk after this. Her body is her temple. And to expose mm-hmm. it to anyone that isn't her husband, that's a slap in my face. I just don't know what world this guy thinks he's living in. It's like 1955 in this guy's yeah, mind. or just meet a girl in church if that's what you're if that's what you insist upon. Like if that if those kind of values are what is important to you, you can't expect the one person they choose to be bachelorette out of the entire world, well, America, to be that puritanical. It's just crazy. So also, like, what did he expect her to do? He knows that she doesn't plan her own dates. Like she, everybody on that show has a responsibility to do the show, to give the good TV, to go along with you know the things that are planned. It's just 
I don't know. It's wild that he does not understand that she has different values from what he just assumes, apparently, that every woman, except for the totally wanton ones like me, have. So. Yeah, he would hate you. Oh, my God. Hate <laughs> me. It's so funny that I defend him because, like, you know, I don't agree with anything he says ever. And uh, we have zero values in alignment. I just think sometimes, like, I can... I can see him manipulating the guys, but I can also kind of see them being unfair to him. And so I try to, you know, play both. Yeah, it's just a sense of like unfairness rather than, um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I it's don't... not, a, yeah, it's not a defense of him. It's just a def- like, like a, like a instinctive response to seeing somebody treated unfairly, mm-hmm. even though, uh, even though everything he says is pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, his confrontation with her was pretty fascinating this time. I wanted to come on here and talk about how quick we are to label uh, male actions manipulative and how a lot of the time I think what they're really just trying to do is convince Hannah or whoever the bachelorette Mm -hmm. is. I do think that we are overusing the term manipulation and it always seems to go from a male to female direction. Whereas Mm -hmm. actually I think that women are, you know, just as manipulative as men, just in maybe different ways. Um, But this, this... time he was pretty flagrantly manipulative yeah yeah my note was i i agree with you on this totally like my note was the word gaslighting gets thrown around a lot a lot and it's not but this was gaslighting Uh uh-huh yeah this this is what it looks like right where he was um you know she was telling you this is what you said and he said i never said that maybe you don't remember what i said i love when he said i've been misunderstood I've been misunderstood. <laughs> Making himself the victim in this interaction it was brilliant. And she, yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell. It didn't seem like she was buying it. And she's really, really good at not buying it, which is why I don't feel like she's being manipulated most of the time. Like Hannah, Hannah's pretty good at spotting that. But she is just so into this guy that it's, you know, it's worth it to her to just keep dealing with it. But it's interesting, you know, he'll he'll take responsibility sometimes because he knows that's what she wants him to do. So he'll be like, this is totally my fault. This is totally my fault. I should have spoken more clearly. <laughs> I shouldn't have made myself mean capable it. of being under. No, of course not. Not at all. It was wild because she wanted him, like there, there was that horrible date a couple of weeks ago where she wanted him to tell her how he really felt. Yeah. And then this episode, he told her what he really felt. And what he really felt, what's really in his heart, is that is he wants her to make him a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't ask the guy who is like aggressive and clearly misogynistic to show you what's in his heart. It's nothing good. Not, not good. But I guess that makes it clearer. It, that gives her clarity. So actually, I guess it is something that he should be doing. That's part of that's part of honesty is like showing uh, even uh, the parts that maybe you shouldn't. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I did agree with him, however, that it was legitimate for him to bring up Garrett's date with her. I mean, if he has a problem with her sexuality, I mean, I don't think he should have that problem in the first place. But if he has that problem, then obviously he should talk to her about it, which is what he did. And of course, that gets distorted into you're coming into my lane and talking about my date. Like, dude, Garrett, it wasn't specifically about Garrett. And Garrett keeps it was a little bit about Garrett. Well, it was probably made worse because he hates Garrett so much. But well, and he and he he did make it a little bit about Garrett because he was claiming that Garrett was like, like 
broadcasting it somehow. Mm-hmm. But the heart of the issue and what he actually wanted to bring up was that he thinks Hannah was a slut. Yeah. And that's like, that's a fine thing to bring up. I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. If it's something that's really bothering you. Right. Right. But then you have to accept that the other, the person you're bringing this up to will not agree with you. That, as, yeah. She shouldn't. As well. She shouldn't. <laughs> um, and I also understood where Luke was coming from where he didn't want to hear it. I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if he just hadn't heard this whole thing, it wouldn't have been a problem. But uh, it's very funny he when he thanks Garrett for talking about the date for some reason because it meant that he and Hannah could get into that fight. <laughs> <laughs> there were just so many good moments. Tyler yeah. was like, "Are you it blaming was... Garrett for your fight with Hannah?" He's like, "No, I'm thanking him." <laughs> I mean, there's and he like he just said some. There's just some crazy stuff, right? I'll support you even if you make a boneheaded mistake. That was a good boneheaded mistake. That was a good uh, good phrase this episode. Yeah. <laughs> she made a boneheaded mistake. This is the thing going about... Going naked skydiving. Yeah. Well, well, right. So that... And that was the one thing I was like, maybe he was ta- maybe he was referencing skydiving. Maybe he, was, he wasn't. He was And there is kind of a pun there with the bonehead. Okay. Um, but also, everything, like, everything that Luke says about relationships is so idealistic. Like, you shouldn't be support... Of course, you're not going to support your partner in absolutely every decision they make, especially ones that you disagree with. Like, that's not how relationships work. That's how projected, idealized relationships work, where you feel like you're just this perfect dyad, this perfect team that just goes through life in in synchrony. Like, sometimes you're going to be fucking pissed at your partner, and, you know, you're going to think that they made a really bad decision. And what does it mean to support somebody through that? I mean, there are some mistakes that you can support and there's others that you don't necessarily support. And that's how you grow together. You know, you you push each other and you disagree with each other. <laughs> it's just, but he, ugh, I don't know. I, I don't know if she's, if that's what she's reacting so well to are these like lofty ideas about relationships that he keeps selling, this like epic vision of a relationship. Or if she's just super attracted to him and just likes likes having something to be energized about every single week. I don't know what's going on. But he's so yeah. he's such a child. Twenty four years old. Yeah. Man. I mean, who's the next bachelorette or any bachelor gonna be? They're all babies. And their girls are gonna be like <laughs> seventeen years old. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Who who do you think could be from these dudes? Who because we're getting to the we're getting to that point where it's 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 time to start uh, thinking about it. I mean, if um, Tyler doesn't win, I would guess Tyler. Yeah, but do you think you think Pilot Peter could do it? Yeah, Pi- Pilot Peter. People like Pilot Peter. Did well, yeah. Um, I mean, he's a likable guy. I don't. I find Tyler far more interesting. Peter reminds me a little bit of like a Ben Higgins figure back when mm-hmm. Ben was like less practiced. Totally. So. I'm sure he'd be a I'm sure he'd be a good bachelor, you know, who would do really well by women. But I just like what I really like about the season is that I'm I'm learning things. The psychology is really interesting. Her being so drawn in by Luke, like everybody's had that relationship before. That's really interesting. The relationships between the men are convincing. Um, she's a real bat. She's a real person. I'm getting and I like understand her her struggles and what bothers her and what does it like. It's just it all feels. It all feels real. I don't. I just. I have. I always have like lower hopes for The Bachelor because it doesn't. It doesn't usually achieve those things. So, 
I don't know who the bachelor will be. I, I don't know if like yeah. Peter has that interesting quality about him or not. Yeah, I don't know if he. Yeah, I don't know if we haven't seen. But I mean, it is still early because because we can start thinking about it. But then we, right, we don't really know until the heartbreaks um, happen. No one until the heartbreaks happen. Yeah, it's, it's the heartbreaks that really makes makes or breaks. And paradise now, you know, it didn't used to paradise. You wait until after paradise to see who who makes an impression there. Yeah. The other thing is Could that bachelors there. are much better if they're high energy, I think. And even Tyler, who I think is an awesome contestant, might not be the best lead because mm. he's just so, you know, he's so laid back until, until he's dancing, apparently. <laughs> he's a great dancer. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it's maybe uh, Peter Krause is finally ready. Oh, that would be so funny. <laughs> wouldn't that be? Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. Well, all right. This has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next week, bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a reevaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And with our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tvguide, for all this great free content. And let us help you find your next binge.